There's a word that uh, describes God. We don't hear it a lot in church, but it's the word transcendent. And it means above or beyond human or natural understanding existence. And I was thinking today as they're singing this worship song, the idea of a transcendent God that we're a part of today. And because of technology today, we can see things that maybe they couldn't have seen thousands of years ago. We have telescopes that can reach far beyond our solar system into galaxies, into universes. We have microscopes that can look into the most micro parts of your existence as a human being. God is transcendent. He's above anything that we can think of. And so today, we had the great privilege of joining together in his name, of worshiping, of giving him glory, of honoring him, and to experience him. Do you serve a transcendent God? Say amen if you do. All righty. Thank you. You may be seated. So uh, we were wrapping up our series, Built for Purpose. We've had some amazing messages. Pastor John has just every week knocked it out of the park. Uh, totally have enjoyed this. And so part of this message series has been this idea of uh, groups, message groups. And so we asked at the beginning if the groups would send us a picture of their group. So I'm going to stand up to the side in a minute. We're going to bring up some pictures of the groups. I think they're great. Some of your groups will be here. There's a good group there. There's Todd. with his. Is that your dog? You have a dog. I didn't know that about you. All right, here's, there's another dog. What's going on here? All right, there's a group, no dog. And then there's another group, a dog. I, this, I, this is the first time I've noticed all this dog. There's, oh, there's a dog, a real tall one at the back, anyway. That's a good group. Now, hold it here for just a second. I got I to gotta tell you, this group, Brad and Michelle, amazing. So this is the picture they sent in. It's right at the first of the year we started this one, so they, they thought it'd be fun to make it look like they were drunk. They promised me they weren't. They said that's sparkling grape juice. But anyway, I'm so proud of this group. Michelle said, and I, I commented on her table setting, how festive it was, and I, she said something amazing. I, I want all of our group to, she said, I'm going to set it as if Jesus was coming to my group. And I thought, man, if we just did that with our groups, that's just an amazing thing. So they didn't end here. They thought they'd send me this little note, okay? Happiness is, and it looks like it says massage groups. <laughs> so this is the next picture they sent me. <laughs> All right? A great sense of humor. And so then they wanted to clarify it, and they got it right this time. Message group, okay? All right? These have been fantastic. As a matter of fact, we've had 40 groups. Yeah. We've had 40 groups. We've had close to 350 people involved in some way or another, and they've been very successful. As a matter of fact, I'm getting a lot of emails and personal people saying, hey, we want to keep going. And that is really the sense of an idea. And I'm going to kind of talk about that today. I want to read you a scripture, okay? Um, I got this earlier, so I wanted to share it with you, all right? Listen to this. <clears throat> it's called, uh, out of Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. In essence, that's what we try to do every weekend. We want God to transform your way of thinking. We don't want the world to make you to conform to their way of thinking. It's very important. So I'm going to do something very intellectual today. I brought my Lego blocks. All right, and it, this is so amazing how this all came to, together. But this idea of, of using these blocks to illustrate this message today, okay? Now, uh, I think we would agree to this. We are the most connected culture ever. 
There's so much connection out there, social media, all that kind of stuff. Uh, some of my grandkids are here today. They talk about likes, you know, that they get likes for posting different things and all that kind of stuff. And uh, don't we all want to be liked? Okay? We are the most connected, but you know what? We are the least community-oriented than we've ever been. There are so many people around us all the time. You ever drive on I-25? <laughs> Would you agree we have a lot of people around us? Have you ever been on an airplane? Every time I fly anymore, you used to, could find an open seat, you know? And now uh, uh, we were doing our group this week, and one of our guys came in. He'd just flown in. He wasn't in a happy mood. He was grumpy. And he said there was this big guy who got into my space. Do you, do you like people getting into your space on an airplane? And he said he was over the armrest, and his arm was in my space. And he said, I'd try to crowd it out, and he would just come back in. And, and he was just nice about it, but he was in my space. You know, have you ever been to the gym where it's so crowded you can't get on a machine? That happens till February. <laughs> I can tell you, you can go to your gym now, there's plenty of room. The New Year's resolutions are done and everybody's doing that, okay? So here's the deal. Uh, Amy's here, Amy and Bill, we talk a lot about these things. And, and at the core of us, at our soul, there are some driving factors that are intrinsic in who we are. This idea to know. And especially God designed us to know him. And everything is built around that, to be known. And so these young people or people today, they're wanting likes. They want to be known. A part of that is to love and to be loved. And all of that comes together to form in us what we do and the choices we make. And I was thinking earlier today, if we make bad choices to be known and to be loved, we have a lot of problems. And our world today is filled with a lot of problems because people are making choices to be known and to be loved that are not good choices. If we make good choices in those, good things are happening. So this idea is very important because it brings us down to this really important truth that you understand, and it's on your notes today. This is proven. I wish I had time to go into this, but first of all, God's Word is what changes us. We are transformed. Our life is changed because of God's Word, and everything that we talk about this morning and everything that you think about is about God's word. We're really blessed here. Pastor John, he is one of the most amazing speakers. He shares God's words, our teaching team. I get so much out of what these guys share every week. And it's just powerful. And I know because I hear it and we hear of things that you go home and you, you, you take God's word and it changes you. And it's very, very important. The other is relationships. How many know that relationships are foundational? Amy and I were talking about this idea of brain science and all the neurological studies that they do. And they've come to find out an amazing truth that you fundamentally cannot be transformed or changed outside of relationship. I'll give you a simple example. How many of you are married? You should have cheered. <laughs> you had a chance. You had a chance. Did marriage change your behavior? My son, Josh, he's a wonderful son. We could never get him growing up to clean his room. One day after being married, guess what he did? I said to Brenda, I said, you know what? A wife will do what a mother never could. You know, you guys are good. Nine o'clock, they didn't get me. You guys are getting me. Last night, you know, I didn't want the singles to fill out that. I said, how many of you are single? You know, and they all, and then I said, oh, let me take note. And they all got a kick out of that. And I was like, no, don't, you know, anyway. 
I, I deal with my grief with humor, and it just backfired. <laughs> but anyway, so I got to be careful in what I say and what I do. Okay. So anyway, this idea of relationship is fundamental to transformation. Um, we're going to talk more about some opportunities. If you're interested in that kind of studies and, and, and in our faith and spiritual transformation, there's some stuff coming up that I'm going to uh, point to you too. But anyway, so let me do this, okay? Let me just say that a block today is going to represent you, okay? But let me tell you, we're not just in this world without anything that opposes us. The scripture is clear about three battles that we face. The first is our flesh. In us, we have this flesh nature. It's a sin nature. We do dumb, sinful things. Anybody ever do a dumb, sinful thing? All right, that one you shouldn't have raised your hand on. <laughs> My point is this. All day long, throughout this day and this week and your life, you're going to be making decisions, all right, based on your flesh. And I want to come back to that idea of being loved and known, and we make bad decisions based on that. That is a battle that every one of you are going to face. The other, the scripture tells us, is this world. This world's values, culture, beliefs, and behaviors are going to try to put you into a place where you will be conformed to this world and not transformed by God's word. All right? And all of these things are meant to knock you out of God's kingdom. All of these battles are meant to destroy you because Satan hates that you are here today hearing about God, hearing about the work of Jesus. He hates the fact that you're going to heaven because whether you realize it or not, the devil's going to hell. Can you get an amen on that? And I'm so happy about that. But I don't want anybody else to go. And so I want you to know that the other battle we face is Satan. He comes against you. He opposes you. Now, I could preach a whole sermon on those three battles, but I'm not. But I want to illustrate this point. All of these things are what we face every day in the battle. Our flesh, the world, and Satan. They're all meant to knock you out of God's kingdom as best as they can. So I want to give you an illustration of what that looks like, okay? There are people, even in this service, but there are people we know that they're way out here. And it is the desire of God that they come to know him. And God has created his church to be that vehicle to proclaim the good news of Christ. All of us are a part of that. But he brings us all to this place called the church. We all come to one place. You're all here at one place. And across our state and our city and across the world, people come together one place. All right? And so what happens is we all come together today and we're all assembled here. If you look to your right and you look to your left, there are individual people sitting next to you, unless if you have an empty chair, all right? And that is not the case. So here's my point, all right? Can I tell you as a pastor, we're very happy about this gathering. We want you to be here. We want you to be assembled. We're so appreciative of the fact that you've come, all right? But this is just good, and I want to explain there's some issues here, okay? This still leaves us as individuals vulnerable. God had something in mind in this idea of a body that was interconnected. He wants something happening different in our life. But so many people come to a church on a weekend or other events, and they're happy about this. This is my church thing. Check. Got it done. Okay? But can I just say, this isn't really as good and as protective as it could be. People come to me, and I'm going to have today uh, yellow represent God, okay? Can you go with me on that? Uh, the light. Y'all with me? I thought you were with me. Okay, so here's what people say. Terry, I don't need church. I just need Jesus. Me and God, we're good to go. I hear it all the time. Church, those people annoy me. I don't like those people. 
No, it's true. Listen, a mother was talking to her son. Her mother was trying to get him to get up to go to church. And he just was resisting it, just didn't want to go. And he says to his mom, Mom, give me three, two reasons why I should go to that church. All right, well, she said, tell me why, what reasons you think you shouldn't go. He says, first of all, I don't like those people. Second of all, they don't like me. So, Mom, you tell me two reasons why I should go. She said, I'll give you two reasons. Son, you're 50 years old. <laughs> Second reason, you're the pastor. <laughs> See, you're with me. I love y'all. I can tell you, this is easier. Just me and Jesus. We'll go to the mountains. Love the mountains. We'll go by a stream. We'll watch the beautiful Rocky Mountain uh, whatever, and, and all that. And that's good. Jesus wants you to have a relationship with him. But he didn't intend in the gathering that you were there independent of him. That was not God's purpose, okay? Next to that, I hear people say, well, Terry, I've got my family. Here's my wife. I've got my kids. Okay, that's it. We're coming to church. We're together. Some of you have lots of kids. There you go. Not naming any names. Okay? All right. Some of you say, Terry, I got some friends. Okay? I'm coming to church. I'm here gathered. All right. Y'all are smart. You're going to get this. Guess what? We are connected in this way, but we're not connected this way. We are still individual people. We are still, all right, separated. We are connected in one way, but not in the best way. Now, I want you to know this is good. If you're here today and these things are good, I want you to know that. I am not against that, all right? The Scripture tells us this, all right, in Ephesians. We are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Jesus Christ himself. We're carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. But if you notice this assembly of this uh, structure, it's not really assembled together. It's independent. And I know there are so many of you here today that you're independent. I want to tell you something. All right, I took this block and I, did, I just totally demolished it because I wanted to illustrate something very important because I know that every week at JFC, there are people that come in that have had something taken away, something that has divided your life, something you've lost. And you're here today, and I know many of you, you've gone through something, okay, something very painful, something very terrible. Some of us lost a loved one. A half of our life is gone. And we come to church broken. We come to church hurting. And we come on a weekend, all right? And we are here, and we are apart, but we're not really connected. And we are so vulnerable because of the hurt in our life and because of our flesh and because of the world, because of Satan, wants to just bury some of us that are hurting. So some of you have gone through the death of a loved one. Some of you have lost someone through divorce. Some of you, your family's a mess, and you feel half. Some of you have a physical illness that has just destroyed your life. Some of you are struggling in an area of finances that has just overwhelmed you. You're here today, and you're hurting, and you're just wishing, God, do something. Help me. Help me. And sometimes we find somebody else is just like us, and we connect that way. And we're desperate for relationship. We're desperate to love and to be loved. We're desperate to know and to be known. We all have that in us. We are wired for that. And so we come, and sometimes we build relationships like that. And because of our brokenness, there's not the strong foundation. So anything that comes along easily can be knocked over. And Satan wins. 
I'm passionate today about what I'm going to tell you. I want you to know we've got something far better than this. This is good. And on your notes, I call this, this is my community. You can put it there. And the reason is, it's really the focus about me. Please know, don't walk away here thinking that I'm not, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. But I think that we have something better that God wants to do. All right, so let me just do this, okay? Scriptures talk about Jesus being the cornerstone, the foundation, okay? It is the amazing truth of this. In the idea of interconnectedness, all right, when you build that, that structure is different from this. This is a wall. Come on with me. Build that wall. (laughs) Couldn't resist. I've been waiting all week to say that. Okay, now half of you hate me. All right, let me show you something very powerful, okay? When we go through life and when we have stuff, okay, here's something beautiful, okay? We have these right turns. We have these corners. We have this misdirector in our life that takes us down a different path. And if we start with a wall, we have connections, but there's a beauty in the idea. And the scripture talks about these difficult things, these hard things, these right turns in our life can actually make us stronger. But here's why. We can be stronger because, my friends, we are connected. And so when we start building this structure in our life, we find out that we have so much more strength, so much more protection, so much less vulnerability because we're building our life that way. Y'all get this? Y'all with it so far? Okay. And so, oh, let me show you this then. Okay. Cornerstone. Let me take this. Us hurting, broken, struggling people. This is a lot better than that. Amen? Amen. Doesn't that make sense? When we are surrounded and cared for and connected with people and then others come along and they just add and they just create a covering and a help for us. And there's ministry that takes place with that. And there's life that can come out of that. So if you join with me here today and you've lost a loved one or you're going through a divorce, I want you to know this kind of structure is so much more helpful to you. Now, we do a lot of things here. I, I intentionally design things for this. I'm the Connect Pastor. That's, I think, the title that they have for me, okay? All right? I don't know why. I don't like people at all. I just... <laughs> I love people. I would hug every one of you and hear your whole life story on the way in, but you'd never get church. and would be out there a long time. Here's the thing. We do things to do this. We do crazy things. We do fun things. We get together all the people that like to ride motorcycles, right? We ride motorcycles. Guess what? We stop. We have some barbecue at the end of the ride. We get to know each other. We get to be individuals assembled together, but that's a good thing. We get to know each other. We do a lot of things like that. We do uh, groups that ride hot rods and classic sports cars, all that stuff. And same thing. We ride. People like that. People like that. We do a group. We do a group, a shooting group, okay? We go shoot guns. (laughs) I like this group. They invited me. They said, we need a target practice. I said, I'm not going said, I don't like that idea. They said, don't worry. We're that bad a shot. No, I'm not. Here's the point. We do these things. We have, we don't just do an event. We have a meal. We share that because we want to get to know each other. And some of the most amazing relationships have started out of that. But I don't want you to stay here. I want you to be able to move there. All right? So instead of just my community, we move this way. All right? Uh, Pastor Dan mentioned it earlier. One of the best things for this is the meet and greet this week. If you've never really been a part of GFC, but you're coming on weekends, you should come to that meet and greet. 
You should hear more about what JFC is about and the staff and the people like that. We do golf. Any golfers here? Okay. We do a lot of things with golf, okay? And guess why we started these message groups? Because we wanted to move this direction. Okay, I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm in three groups. I love everyone. They're awesome. A lot of you are here in the groups I'm in. They have been so amazing. I'd do five groups if I could. I just love being around people. I love healing. I love connection. I love all of that stuff happening. I think that's great. My first experience with this group was several years ago at a church. Put us together with a group of people. No common connection. We didn't even have this. We just showed up on Sunday, and the pastor said, Terry, I'm going to have you do a group. Okay? So he said, they all like sports. I know you like sports, so you be with that group. They were a bunch of Episcopalians. Okay? I grew up in the Assembly of God Church, okay? And I'll talk about my Assembly of God Church in a minute. It was great, okay? But we had a lot of rules, all right? We couldn't drink. We couldn't think about drinking. We couldn't look at beer bottles. We couldn't do anything like that. It was sin, the flesh, okay? We were very protected. Anybody here know Episcopalians? Man, they didn't experience Jesus till they had a, you know. They even had retreats that had a lot of alcohol, and so the first time I meet with these people, we're sitting at a restaurant, and all of a sudden they start ordering beer, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Lightning is going to strike us. I'm a pastor here. These people are drinking beers. These people became very tight, okay? We actually had great conversations that changed me. Did I say earlier that relationships change us? And my theology of alcohol changed because I was changed in a, I brought up in a church that really had a flawed theology. It wasn't biblical. But because it was a denomination, they thought, taught th- certain things, I bought into that until I met people that blew me away. They could drink and love Jesus at the same time. <laughs> that bothered me at first. It's like, they can't drink and love Jesus? They have to be like me. We have a group, and they're here today. Amy and Bill, they're a part of it, some others. Uh, another group, Bill and uh, Kim and some others that are here, Salmon's. Great people. I will tell you. I'm going to tell you something. Let me tell you. This part of my life this year, wouldn't have made it. There were days. There were moments. I just wanted to be in heaven. A lot of you feel that. A lot of you know what I'm talking about. And at the right time, at the right place, they just kept coming and surrounding me and helping me. I love those people the rest of my life. I'm going to love those people. And they are so integral to my life and so wonderful to have this. And I want you to know, okay, this is good, but this is better. And this sounds like the stopping point of the message, and this is good. Say, amen, you can go out of here and go make meatballs for the Super Bowl party you're going to do. (laughs) But I'm not done because I want to talk to you about this. I mentioned earlier, okay, Let's say you're over here, you're looking for God, and you see this church. My church growing up, the Assembly of God Church, really great. We were small. We were very connected. We would go eat food all the time, go to each other's house. We were at church so many times. I think our church would have invented an eighth day just so we could go to church more. (laughs) All the time, we're going to church. But you know what? We grew together. We were knit together. But looking back, I see some issues. I shared a little earlier. If you didn't have the same theology or the way of thinking that they did, guess what? You couldn't be a part of that. I won't tell you stories, but there were horrible stories where people were just sent away because they had a different way of thinking because they didn't know Jesus. 
And because they didn't conform to our religious rules, they couldn't be a part of that. As a matter of fact, you know what this is? This is, can easily turn into Pharisees. It really can. And so the problem with this structure is that it's closed. It's exclusive. And I know that you know and that I know that Jesus didn't want just an exclusive group. I know that you and I know that Jesus had his arms wide open and wanted something different for his church, right? You're all all quiet right now. Am I bugging you? You just wish you was up here building Legos. I know what you're thinking. (laughs) So this is our community, okay? And it's all about this foundation. And let me tell you, I'm going to finish this in a moment with some thought about how Jesus was actually at work in these structures, and it's pretty good. So I thought, okay, Lord, and and listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm not smart enough to figure this stuff out. I mean, literally for the last three weeks, every morning at four o'clock, God would wake me up with one point. And I thought, man, that is good because we want people to be here. We want them to assemble. But the problem is they're individual. They're vulnerable. They're susceptible to the battle that they face. And I thought, man, that's going to be good. And then the next day, four o'clock. And I was really kind of getting aggravated at God waking me at 4 o'clock every morning. So you get the benefit of this message of that. So let me just do something here, okay? All right. My last part here, okay? So I know that we teach God is at the center, but really, really, God sees us as very important. And it isn't that God isn't the center, because I want to show you something. We count. We matter. All right? But what you build with this is important. And, and uh, I'll talk to you in a moment about last night. Last night, uh, I really goofed on this. So you're at the right service. <laughs> I got it figured out. So let me just show you some cool stuff, okay? Listen, representing Christ, everything in your life that represents Christ. We talked about earlier, the Word of God. I want to, oh, if I can just say this over and over, get in God's Word. This morning, the Lord gave me something for this message in His Word this morning. Every day that I spend time, I am changed by that word. And it's the Holy Spirit taking truth and filtering it through my life saying, hey, I've got something better. You see, Satan says sin is better. Satan says, go with your flesh, do what you want to do. And it always ends up in a bad place. So God comes alongside and he puts along in your life, okay, people, okay, people that count. Listen, people, listen. Okay, I want to show you. The idea of what God designed was inward relationship focus, outward focus. I heard it years ago. We should be this way in our church, one hand in and one hand out. That's kind of what Jesus did. And so... When I take these blocks, I'm very on point with this one thought. I want these blocks, all right, to be inward toward me and outward toward others because we have needs. We do want to be loved. We do want to love. We do want to be known. We want others to know us. That's how God made us. But if we go in the world's battlefield and walk in that way, it always doesn't work out. But if we do it this way, So I'm going to start building this structure here. And every one of these blocks are pointing inward and outward. And that's the way. And I'm surrounded now with godly people. All right? I am in a structure 
that can actually expand as opposed to be closed. That's so important. That's so important. You know, if you really think about the whole of God, if you go through Scripture, and it's just so amazing. Starting in Genesis all the way to Revelation, it points to Jesus. And it comes to Jesus, okay, in the New Testament where the new covenant is written by God that it's not going to be a relationship based on rules and doing the right thing because, quite frankly, this didn't work, did it? Because they still had dumb stuff going on. And God knew that in our hearts we needed his life to be the strength that creates in us that ability to do that. And so we come to this place, and Jesus comes, all right, and he goes, and he takes the penalty of our sin, that everybody could come to his church that would want to experience that. But he was very clear in his understanding of how he made this work. As a matter of fact, if you go back to Jesus, here's what happened. He said to a group of fishermen and just Bible guys hanging out, drinking beer probably, (laughs) he said to them, what, one word? Come, come. I am a biggest believer in being a bringer and includer. Because growing up in this church, and even, listen, even groups can do this. I know in the small group movement, some of you study that, the biggest issue of the years with small group is that they build a loving, great relationship, and then they say, okay, your year's up, you need to break up and start new groups. I don't know about you, I don't like being ripped apart from people I love. So it's always been a problem because it's closed. But Jesus knew that he said, hey, y'all come. Come. He said, follow me. Let, me. let me bring you into my group. And what they didn't know, they thought that Jesus was creating this. And we often think that in the church too. This is what we think God wants. And God all along said, no, I got something different. I got something better. Because it's not going to be a closed group. It's going to be an open group. It's going to be able to let people experience God in every way that they can. So they created this, Jesus created this thing, okay, this idea of church, okay? So we had my community, our community, and this one's the next one, and I want to talk about that. And I've got to put all these pieces together. I'm not good at walking and chewing gum at the same time, so hang with me, okay? We've got to put all these pieces together. So you've got the foundation built on God. That's a good thing, okay? And so what we need to do is start building on that foundation. Now, understand this. We are still interconnected, but in a different way. So as God decides to build his church, all right, and we start coming together for the purposes of God to be changed by our relationship, to be changed by the truth, amazing things happen, all right? Remember, the biggest change is going to come through the word of God and through relationships, all right, and so when he's talking about disciples, come, all right, I'll make you fishers of men. Now, I know that when we talk about discipleship, it has all these meetings, and people have been coming up today talking about who discipleship and all that, and, and sometimes the church has just ruined the idea of discipleship. Let's, let, let's, let's make it simple, okay? Let me just tell you, everything about from the Bible and our existence, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus' story and God's glory. Just remember that. So when you evaluate your relationships in the church and all of these, wherever you're at, is good. Please understand that. It's good. But this really is best. It really is best. Scripture tells us, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps other parts to grow. 
so that the whole body is healthy and growing full in love. And here's the cool thing about that. Here's how that works, okay? Let me just tell you, the whole body growing. With God's kingdom, it isn't just limited, okay, to just this structure. Honestly, we could build this structure higher and higher, and churches do that, groups do that, bigger and bigger, but this is still closed. But with what I'm telling you today, God can build a structure that continue to grow and expand. It's amazing how this works out, okay? Amazing. So in each of these, okay, we can keep adding people, all right, in such a way that it's never closed off, that people can keep experiencing God, okay? Y'all having fun yet? You're all getting real quiet. Now, some of these blocks are a pain to put in. I'm going to tell you, church is a pain too. Look around. Why? Because we're humans. Because we deal with our flesh. Because we deal with the world's way of thinking. We deal with these things, okay? It is a pain, all right? It is hard. But you know what? It's worth it. So when it all comes down to it, okay, we do want Christ at the center. We do want him. And so I want to show you this structure. You can keep adding and growing and building this. I wish I had room and enough blocks on this stage to blow you away, but would be here past the Super Bowl and you got to go make beat balls. <laughs> okay, so on your notes, this is basically built for God's community. This is the goal that Jesus has for us. Don't get locked into church stuff just here. Start there. If that's where you're at, be there. If you're there, it's okay, but let's say, let's look at how we can start doing more of this. You have to make that choice. As a church, we're going to do what we can to create these opportunities. There are things here that we're presenting to you, things that are coming up, great opportunities. We're doing a thing, but we're always going to be thinking how that cannot become closed. So we do a thing called Foundations. It talks about really basic truth of God. You will grow as a result of it. But guess what we did with it? We didn't just say, we're going to teach a class. We're going to have food. We're going to set up tables. We're going to get to know one another. We're going to get to have a dialogue about these great themes of God. We're going to talk about this epic story of God. What does it really mean? I know few Christians really understand the whole story of God and what it means. I know people that are here today that just don't know if the Bible is accurate and true. So Jake and Dan, who is up here, myself, we're going to be teaching a thing called Foundations. It's a six-week group, all right? We're going to be talking about things that relate to your life, the authenticity of the Bible. What is salvation? What really happens at salvation? How are you changed? How are you different? And if you can answer those questions, you probably don't need it. But if you can't, you need it. It is limited because we do want to keep it open enough to where we can have relationship. That's on the website. There are so many things. Amy and Bill are here. Amy and I, we're so excited. There's a seminar, a, a conference coming up called Transform. I'm so into this brain stuff because I'm not smart. <laughs> I want to learn more about it. But everything about it, and there's a whole Christian understanding of transformation as it relates to brain science. That's a thing coming up. I'll let you know about that. If any questions, connect at GFC. I'll answer those questions. We've got work as worship. How many of you work? How many of you wish you were retired? How many are just tired? <laughs> Do you know what? We have a group that meets every month that talks about work. 
Do you think this would work at jobs? Darn right. There's a conference this month called Work is Worship. All right, I have a slogan for our work group. It's called Mastermind. I think I'm going to change the name to Masterworks. But the idea is this, okay? God cares about your work. Do you care about God's work? And that should permeate everywhere we go in our family. This structure works for family, for jobs, for church. It just does. And so we're looking at things like that and opportunities. There's a new group called Christian Life that we're going to be doing that shows you how to study God's Word, how to read the Bible, all right, how to hear from God, all right, and how to share how to extend your faith with other people. So these things are coming up. They'll be on the website, all that, but it doesn't matter because you have to make the choice of either today you're just going to keep a sandwich and that's where you're at. I'm going to still meet you at that door and hug you and be so happy you're here, and I mean that. But if there's something in you that is missing, if you're going through life and you're broken and you're feeling so disconnected, so vulnerable, because the battleground is real and you're finding strength in something like that, let's find that. Many of our groups are continuing to meet. The message groups, I've had so many say, we want to keep meeting. They'll meet every other week. They'll share food. They'll have a good time. They'll do all that. And if you missed it and you want to be involved, please let us know. We'll get that. But ultimately, we want to create this in our church. So we're going to close this way. We've got something fun what we're going to do, okay? I want you to remember this message. You're going to long forget me and my goofiness, okay? Hey, can I tell you real quick? Okay, ushers, come on. Uh, they're going to hand out Lego. I want you all to take a Lego. So while they're handing that, I'm going to talk to you. Everybody grab a Lego, okay? Lego my Lego. Isn't that a thing? Oh, is that it? Ego? Okay. Learn something new every day. So, all right. Grab a Lego, but pay attention. Guess what happened last night? I, I, I said I'd tell you. Believe it or not, this was an utter fail last night. My cross did not happen. I could not bear my cross last night. <clears throat> it did not happen. And I just totally royally blew it. And I kind of had to just adapt and say, okay, y'all, this is supposed to be a cross. They laughed. They got it, and the message worked, okay? But here's what I want you to know. That bugged me. I'm like, God, I had this great illustration. I was just stupid. I missed it. What happened, God? And so I woke up this morning, and the most amazing little God conversation happened. In essence, he said, Terry, listen to this. This is so good. He said your blocks were running the wrong way. Instead of running inward and outward, you were running parallel. And that created a seam right down the middle that couldn't be connected. I had half a cross, and it didn't work. And I thought, God, isn't that so amazing? Isn't that so amazing that if we just even get it in these dumb blocks, it pays off? So I'm giving you all a Lego because I want to have you hold and keep a reminder of connectedness because this is God's community and this is the best. And I want that for you because I know what can happen for you because you will be strong against your flesh. You'll be strong against this world. You will be strong against Satan because God says, I want to help you. And I want that for you. I want that for you. So I'm going to give you a Lego, okay? And I want you to take this and I want you to do something with it, okay? I want you to take that Lego and put it somewhere you'll see it. Okay, hang it from your mirror, you know, whatever. Uh, put it on your nightstand, put it on your uh, 
uh, vanity, put it in your car, wherever, wherever you'll see it. And I want you, when you look at that, just to ask yourself this question. Where am I in this process? Am I just a weekender? Am I just a come and gatherer? That's okay. I just want you to just be aware. Where are you? And ask yourself the question, is it time for me to make the next step? Is it time? Should I get into one of these message groups? Should I be involved with men or women or ministry or something? Should I do something where I can be a part of something? But we're going to transition from that and do a great job at this happening in our church. So if you're a, a part of a group already, if you're in a message group or you're part of a other group, here's what I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to freak you out. I'm going to make you do something really crazy. I want you to bring your Lego to your next meeting. Some of you will meet tonight. Uh, maybe not with the Super Bowl because you'd be making meatballs. But, uh, okay, my group's meeting right after church. I got a young singles group, the most amazing young men and women you'll ever meet. There's about 30 of them. They all come to my house. We eat food. I'm learning so much about these sweet, young, amazing, single people. I'm loving being with them. They're teaching me so much about life. It's that relationship. We're growing together. I hope we're helping them to learn more about God. We're going to actually talk about this message today. It's going to be a great conversation. All right? But whatever your group is, I want you to take your Lego piece, your Lego block, and at your next meeting, I want to challenge you to find everybody there that brought their Lego, and I want you to connect those, and I want you to celebrate the fact that you're moving forward in where God wants you to be. And then I'm going to give you a third challenge. If you can, figure a way to put those things together as a cross. It might be harder than you think. You think this was easy? I practiced this. And I blew it last night. No, seriously, I want you to do the cross as a reminder that Jesus is at the center of everything we do. It is about him. It is about his call. So at the disciples, at the end of this, before Jesus left the earth, and I'll finish with this, here's what he said. He said to his disciples, he said with this structure, he said to them, the very same thing I did with you, he said, I want you to do. I want you to go. I want you to teach. And that teaching doesn't mean standing in front of a classroom. It's helping people to understand God. I want you to teach, and I want you to do it in this way, and then... All right, I want people to experience me. Go, teach, and make disciples. So they did that, and here's what happened, okay? Let me read to you out of the book of Acts. Right after Jesus left, right after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, in Acts chapter 2, let me tell you about this church. It said, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the word of God that changed them, and to fellowship, which is relationship, a committed relationship, and to sharing in meals, which is meatballs and good food. Amen? Can Y'all like eating? Anybody here? Am I the only one? This is the Word of God. Meals. It's here. And listen, it's in front of prayer. So there. Okay, so here's what happened. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and all the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. I'm in contact with a lot of pastor friends, and I don't know what God is doing, but I think God is doing an amazing work at JFC. There is such a spirit of joy and delight and worship and hunger. God is doing it. I have friends that are telling me that's happening. I have a friend that said they got together, they fasted as a church, they came together for a worship thing, and they saw biblical miracles. They saw people that were lame walk. They saw healing. 
God is doing something. You and I want to be a part of that. We want to see these miraculous signs and wonders. He said all the believers met together in one place. So they did do this. They gathered and they shared everything they had. They sold their property and their possessions. They shared money for those that were in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and they shared their meals. Can I get another amen? Meals. And I like this. They shared it with great joy and generosity. Hey, they were foodies in the Bible, just so you know. But listen to this. Here's where we finish. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I don't know about you. This is the church I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of that. This is good. This is good, but this is the best. What do you want? You want the best? Let's stand up and pray. Father in heaven, we fight our flesh, we fight this world, we fight the enemy, and we lose. But with God, we win. And Lord, we win by being the church you've called us to be, that we are to be a part of experiencing the Word of God in the context of relationships that change us and transform us. And I pray today that you have just planted a seed in every one of our hearts. I pray that every one of us become that block that Lego block that doesn't just sit on a shelf or a vanity, but that is totally engaged in others' lives. And I know, God, you will show us how and when to do that. And I pray and I celebrate Jesus today because it's all about you, Lord. It is your story. It is God's glory. And to that, we all say, amen. amen. Let's close with this amazing worship. Thank you, guys.